We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The worst thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around bringing you with fans a voice. Welcome. Happy Sunday. Sunday's always Sir. better after a win, right? I mean, I think we can all agree with that. It's much easier to come here and do this after a win. Although, you know, maybe the two, you know, let's just say the expectations aren't that high for Georgia Tech. But with that said, hey, a win's a win. You know what I'm saying? Syracuse, yes, sir. Um, they'll break into the win column. In, um, they'll break the new dome in as well with a W, uh, as it should be. Uh, they spanked the Yellow Jackets 37-20, to improving to 1-3 and all-time against Georgia Tech and 1-2 and um, overall and in the ACC so far this year. So um, pretty good. I want to just revisit our picks real quick. Um, because I was a little surprised by the rest of the college football scene in the ACC after the yep. Syracuse game, right? So we, we predicted a Miami win, but holy cow, they just they just destroyed Florida State. So <laughs> right, um, which wasn't I think, even, I, I think I picked Miami. Yeah, we we were both on the Miami bandwagon, but I'll tell you what, Virginia Tech, man, they're they're ranked twentieth, and um, that was their first game. And I guess they got that one right because they spanked NC State. They made NC State look like, um, you know, they're standing still out there. So uh, good for Virginia Tech. Some good competition in the ACC, I think. And Pitt. Where'd we go with that one? The well, those were the two games of the week. Well, I picked. Uh, I think I picked NC State. I don't know which way you went with it, but um, I will say those were our. You had the Miami Florida State game, and I had the NC State Virginia Tech game as the games of the week. But the game of the week was really. Uh, Louisville Pittsburgh, so um, yeah. that was that was a really good game too. So I think I was wrong on that one. I think I picked Louisville. That's the thing is, you're seeing teams, and obviously you get injuries, and you know everyone kind of had not a lot during the off season as far as to go off of. So we're sitting here trying to figure out, you know, the the tiers and the levels as far as like how competitive teams are, and I think that just because Florida State normally. Um, I mean, I guess they've been down a little bit here lately, but usually they're a team you look at like, okay, well, it's Florida State, right? And then Georgia Tech beat them. So I just don't think we really knew what to expect coming into Saturday. And uh, 
when we ended up winning and then when we saw what Miami did to Florida State uh yeah it's it's kind of becoming clear we, we, yeah we were who we the thought, bottom bottom teams are and, yeah and who aren't right we, so. we thought they were on their way up Florida State but you know um even even it says a lot too being the rivalry game and 52 to 10 in favor of the Hurricanes is a absolute yeah. catastrophic and Virginia blowout, Tech so. Virginia Tech had something like 20 plus players out because of COVID or because of uh you know the tracing yeah, and that, along with the fact that they hadn't played a game this year, is why I went still, with NC State. Right. And so they now played it well. Makes you think about, okay, well, what's up? How good is Wake Forest and NC State now, right? And then uh, yeah, I don't know if yeah, you, I don't know I don't if know. you checked it out, but Boston College had they kicked a field goal to, to beat Texas State twenty four to twenty one. They kicked it like at the end of the game. They were down twenty one to seven. Yeah. So, um, and I don't look at Texas State as a world beater. So. Uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of like a pump the brakes type thing. I think when we talked about the schedule, this is exactly what we thought it would be, right? We talked about how the two first games were going to be tough because of all the the scenarios and consequently, you know, the things that we didn't get to do. Um, and uh, yeah, then we just saw this game with Georgia Tech, and I think we're starting to see that it's starting to kind of go in the way that we thought. We thought we'd be able to possibly get this win and get the bye. And then definitely have a chance against Duke and, and Liberty to be three and two going to Clemson. So um, I think I predicted that we lose all our away games and we win all our, our home games. Yeah, that's so, how I was. So far, so good. And um, it's looking feasible now when we're actually seeing some of these other teams that we're going to be playing at home. Um, yep. Yeah, it, it does. But, um, you know, it doesn't get a whole lot easier, as we know. No, it we doesn't talked get about, easier, but... but I mean, the outlook, uh, outlook of the season. Is when you know we were cautiously optimistic, you know, um, going into the season and after the first two weeks. Um, but watching our game and watching what happened without, you know, throughout the rest of the ACC games, I think um, I became a lot more um, optimistic for the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, let's after find Saturday. Let, let's find out what Coach had to say after the game in his press conference. To actually see the offense come out and score some points and then the plays being made on special teams with a block, you know, I, I thought it was a, a good team win. Do we need to get better? Yes. Is there areas that we can improve in? Yes, sir, there are. There is. But uh, going three games, getting our first win, and now having an opportunity to heal up a little bit with a bye because these, the opponents are all real. There's no uh, gimmies or anything like that. You're lining up every week and it's, and if your depth is not where you want it to be, you really need this bye week to heal. And it's really coming at a good time. You know, it was, it's, it was, I thought he was really good. I thought he, he came off, you know, we started with Jawar and uh, he got a little banged up, got a little owie. And then uh, Sean came in and Sean really looked like he was going to run the ball different and different today. And uh, I'm like, leave him in there. It looks like he's, he's into it. He got a little tired. Uh, right before halftime, and I asked him, I said, if you're tired, if the ball's too heavy, I can give it give it to some other guys. And he's like, no, coach, it only weighs 13 pounds. And played it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he came out the second, third quarter, and he, re- he really did his job. He, he really got after it, and uh, I'm happy for him and the O-line and, and, and the running back coaches and everyone else that they finally got a 100-yard rusher. That was awesome. I think that uh, five defensive takeaways is extremely, imp- extremely impressive. A lot of people put points on those things and 
you know, five turn five five takeaways on defense to me is close to 20, 21 points if you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing on offense. So I give those guys a lot of the credit when they can get the ball like that. Now, from the volume standpoint, I lost my voice because, I mean, there's a certain decibel level that they're supposed to keep this thing down to uh, when the ball's about to be snapped. But when the ball's not being snapped, they can turn it up as loud as they want to. And I think somebody with the volume control was showing off. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there going, I can't talk. No one can hear what I'm saying. <laughs> we had an interview at halftime with some young lady. And she's trying to talk. I'm like, I can't hear you. <laughs> I literally, I can't hear you. So uh, it was like it was like that uh, the high school kid with a new boys Bose speaker or something going through the parking lot, turning it up, and everybody know that he's got a set of good speakers in there. All right, the coach montage is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag also powers the Cuse Militia Podcast and Armchair Media. Look, you see the empty stands. You might not be able to get to a game this year. But you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. They've got the virtual stuff. They've got the live game stuff. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spread totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager on than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today to start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Also, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Look, I don't know how long this deal is going to last. 20, 20% off and free shipping on the premium, premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. The ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks and tugs below the belt. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with LED light, so you can pretty much. Do your manscaping wherever, whenever, any time of day. The Lawnmower 3.0 is accompanied by the Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Uh, the Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in any style. And all you got to do right now is go to their website, check out their crop preserver, all right, anti-chafing uh, deodorant, let's say. For below the belt, of course. Everything, for the most part, except for the tweezers and the nail clippers and the file. Go to uh, go to manscaped.com right now, and listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping. Just use the promo code armchair at checkout. That's manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. Thank you, Manscaped. Okay, so... Um, the good, the bad, the ugly Joe, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. There was a ton of good in this game. So much good. So much good. So <clears throat> not only was it a W, but it was a W in the reveal of the newly renovated stadium. And from the five spot to the one slot, Sean Tucker, Tucker the trucker, as I've dubbed him, averaged 4.7 yards on 24 carries, 112 yards to, and capped off with two TDs. I think that's, I heard Matt Park say that's, the first freshman running back to reach 100 yards in five seasons at Syracuse. So it's amazing, too, speaking of which, what a run game can do for your quarterback, right, Joe? DeVito, 13-24, yep. 194 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, only one underthrown ball with an interception. But, you know, 
Only one sack, too, which is which is huge. That's good, too. Williams, Carter, Black, and Hannah, all with one interception apiece, totaling 114 return yards and one touchdown. Uh, of course, the lateral there, play of the game. Freshman linebacker Steve Linton, he had one fumble recover, recovery, and that totals five turnovers, and that's the first time in 14 years that Syracuse football has accumulated five turnovers in one game. So this the getting sacked one time, besides Sean Tucker's rushing performance, is probably the second best thing to happen. DeVito sacked 14 times in the first two games, only getting sacked once on a ball he just held way too long. I mean, maybe things are looking up. Maybe it's a competition, but I'll tell you what. I don't care. It's good. The bad. Now, this I spun, okay? The bad meaning good, okay? Because Troy Williams is a bad, bad man. One interception and a touchdown on a lateral from Carter on Carter's interception. Trill will go down in history as the man who scored a defensive touchdown in the last game of the original Dome and also in the first game of the new Dome. You know, I heard, I saw Trill's dad on Facebook, Trey Williams, and he was saying that that's going to be a... That's going to be a trivia question down the road, and it quite possibly will be. So, anyways, the ugly. Uh, we haven't had to deal with this most at all, pretty much, for the first two games, uh, and that's missed tackles. There were a ton against Georgia Tech. It was really sloppy and ugly at times, most of them coming when Georgia Tech ran the ball, and the Yellow Jackets with 275 yards on the ground against Sir- the Syracuse defense. You know, the score doesn't show it, Joe, but it it looked ugly at times for the run game there, and it did get. They got within three. They got within three. Syracuse responded quick with three quick plays on offense to get in the end zone. Uh, I believe that was the Nikeem yep. Johnson bomb. From there, it was it? That was it. It was all Syracuse. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know our offense obviously looked better than it has in the first two games, and obviously you look at the points in your line, but when you look at Georgia Tech, I mean, their their offense. I think they. They were they had more yards. Uh, I mean, if our defense doesn't get those turnovers, then you're talking about obviously a different game. Uh, there was times where it looked like we couldn't stop the running game, and uh, that quarterback that they have, a true freshman, he's going to be he's going to be pretty good. But um, fortunately, you know, we spoke about him being a true freshman, and sometimes that's the gift and the curse because there's some things that you don't see as a freshman that you see uh, when you're get to a you know junior or senior and because of that obviously we you know we got some some turnovers and a couple easy ones that helped us put the offense in position to actually put up points and they finally did this time because again we talked about Georgia Tech not really having the same type of defense as the first two defenses that we played against so you kind of throw all that together I think play calling was a little bit better I thought it was funny that first play of the game the pass to tight end Aaron Hackett right so um, and then, obviously, like you spoke about uh, with Tucker, I know Jawar Jordan got a little banged up, but then Tucker, he kind of was the hot hand. Um, he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't try to do anything cute. You know, if he finds the hole and if it's getting to the line of scrimmage, you know, he just makes the cut and, and, and he just tries to get what he can. And um, doing that, gaining the confidence, that one run, I was. have you still, you've seen it right now at this point? You've seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, most of the time when that happens, a running back's putting, like, his forearm or the elbow it's down. Situational right awareness, too. He knew he oh, didn't yeah. touch. He just popped right up and went. And, um, yeah, I didn't get the game. I was I was assuming it wasn't on TV, and I should know better because I've gone through this with, with basketball before. But um, I'm in Virginia, and a lot of times if it's not on TV in Syracuse, I'll still get it. So – 
Um, I, I was on the, I was trying to get it through the ESPN app and everywhere else. Everybody was trying to tell me to get it from, and I was it was all blacked out. And I was on the phone with Joe, and I'm like, well, oh damn it, it's blacked out. I'm probably gonna get it because Joe was getting it. So, anyways, I did a search, and thankfully, it was right after that touchdown um, where I found it on TV. So thank God, I was yeah. getting so pissed. Yep. And against <laughs> against, uh, you know, average to a little bit above average defenses, um, you know, the lower defenses, then you're going to have times where Taj Harris and Ikeem Johnson are going to be able to do, you know, do things like that. There was another there was a drop ball earlier. And I think it was the first quarter where Ikeem Johnson, I swear he would have caught it. He would have scored. But he yeah. turned a run before he before De- he caught De- it, and bobbled it and dropped it. DeVito struggled with the long ball, too. I, I, I kind of was happy to see them try a lot of that against Georgia Tech to kind of use it as almost practice, and that's not a disrespect to Georgia Tech. But like you said, um, just – Well, that that ball becomes easier when you have a running game, right? Well, totally, yeah, So yeah. safety's got to creep up a little bit. The one he had to Taj Harris, he looked uh, off the safety and, and threw a good ball, and, and he was pretty wide open. Nikeem Johnson – uh, was a little bit closer to being covered, but I mean, both the balls were really good. Um, and again, with that running game, just overall our offense—it's obviously it's not where we, it needs to be. It did look ugly sometimes when we got back to the pass, 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 three and out, and it didn't oh, that's, look good. That's play calling too. I mean, there was a, there was a couple bad sequences, but I got to tell you, overall, I can't complain too much about the play calling in this game. There was there was there was a couple bad series there were three and out series though and it was just you know i mean i don't know how bad you bang on that you know yeah it's not in that like game I, said, I mean i don't know i was i was pleasantly surprised on saturday I, know, I was too when you see some of the you know you see the news with cisco out and you're like oh you got a true freshman robert hannah who led our team in tackling and got an interception i mean yeah, he for him to step up like that, not even thinking that he was going to be playing like that, um, and just seeing a lot of these young guys just flying around the ball on defense. And I mean, you're talking ten takeaways in three games. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And if the, that defense can can do that and continue to do that, then um, they're going to give our offense a chance to put up points and overall give us a chance to win. So we just got to keep getting better in every aspect. We're not perfect anywhere. There was mistakes still everywhere, but I. Uh, they they got to get together enough um, and got a little bit better in all the areas enough to beat a team like Georgia Tech and that's what we wanted get that one and two I think that's what we predicted uh, right before the season and get to this bye week so now we can get some guys healthy I hope Tyra Rich- Richards isn't out for a long time I hope and uh, Cisco hopefully yeah. all he needs is this extra week so hopefully this extra week comes and it's just going to help uh, allow us to get better in practice and and play a team. Um, Two weeks from now, Duke. That I, that looks beatable to me. Yeah, they look beatable. They they don't look that strong. They don't look as strong as I thought they were going to be. Um, and you mentioned going into the buy. It's probably the perfect time for us to go into a buy. And we have another opportunity too to to recover a little bit after the Boston College game. But Richards coming off of an injury already and and missed the first game. He played the um, he played against Pitt, but you know. Just we were and we were getting banged up. We were kind of getting banged up all day, you know. And to have Cisco, like you said, go out and then he didn't just go out. He he was he got knocked out of the game in warmups. <laughs> yeah, so he ran into bru- one of his players. Yeah, right, that's so brutal. Yeah. I just it's just gonna be. I mean, there is plenty, plenty, plenty to. If you're a coach and player, there's gonna be a lot of embarrassing moments when they watch that tape. Probably did it today. You know what I mean? Or maybe they gave him off and they're going to do Monday. But as a team watching that tape, uh, I, I just 
it's going to be great. You know, I, I think they got the W. They came in, got the W first first game in the the newly renovated um, dome. And I mean, just look at the plays. Look at some of the stuff that happened. You know, there's going to be times, you know, where Tisdale got that 15 yard penalty. Some of the bad penalties we had. And there's going to be coaches that are upset. We got that pitch back or the interception where he pitched it back, right? Like that's something a coach doesn't want a player to do every time. Well, if he if he does it and he and he scores, it's great. Well, he still might course. get talked to, but yeah. But that's the point. The point is, is that, and then you know, Devito having his first touchdown passes of the year and it looking like breaking through some strides. A freshman coming in like Tucker and running the ball. A freshman like Hannah taking over for Cisco with a fluke injury before the game. Like everything that happened, and for them to still pull out that victory and everything. Uh, I, I don't. There. I mean, I just. If I was on that team, the motivation and just the confidence after that, I'd. I'd be ready to go. We got a week. Let's get in there. Let's get better. Let's. I mean. And yeah, and you're the going. Next, and the next two games are home. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You're in. Not only are you getting a week off to recover and and you know get healthy, you also got two more games right there in the dome, which looked fantastic, by the way. And. I thought the light was it me or maybe I'm. It was it nice and bright. It looked more bright and like vibrant in there, like not so dull. I don't know. It just it looked great. It did. It looked great in there. And yeah. I don't. And I mean, I'm sure just watching on TV doesn't do it justice. I'm sure being there and looking at it is probably phenomenal. But I think they still have the troughs in the bathroom, so it's not complete yet, right? Uh. So. Which the trust, I mean, it is what it is, bro. I mean, I've been to enough NASCAR races, too, where, I mean, you just trough it. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't be looking, don't be looking around, Joe. You look straight <laughs> at the wall, brother. We, you know, I mean, it's easy. <laughs> Joe's a look. Don't be looking all around. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. So, yeah. um, all right. Just well, keep it going at home. Keep it going at home. It was a it was a good win, but I don't you know I'm not one of these people who's going to get super super excited about it. I was wicked excited about it yesterday, but look, just you know, got the win. Let's move on. I think the next two games at home are winnable games, you know, and then we go on the road against Clemson. So and we're only going to get better. I think we talked about it last week with you know the minor adjustments just on offense everywhere i think the play calling improved i think the offensive line did better i think devito was better because of that and also because of obviously they got the run game going those are all the those are all the things we talked about last um last week for the for the georgia tech preview episode yeah. so um, and their kicky their kicker was a little shaky huh Oh yeah, and, and and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he hit the dude in the helmet, which is, I mean, I don't, I don't even think he blocked it. I think he more hit him with the kick. Yeah, he hit his own guy in the back of the head, <laughs> which is like you can't even clear the line. The dude's not jumping up. I mean, come on, bro. I mean, Schmidt yeah. had a, a bad one too. Yeah, he did. But you did mention the Georgia Tech kicker as maybe not exactly the, you know, the best yeah. thing since sliced bread you know, going since on. So. That's his. Fourth, fourth missed, or that's his fourth blocked field goal. Well, blo- we say blocked, but who knows? What he went down as a block, like. I believe. So, well, it's going to go down as a block, but he yeah. didn't kick it high enough to get over the line of scrimmage. And dude, that punter, bro. Oh yeah, let's talk about the punter. Um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, Harvin, Harvin the third, right? Yeah. Uh, excellent punter, one for sixty-four yards. You got to give, you got to give that dude some credit, man. He's got a freaking leg. And we're probably going to see him. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in the NFL. I mean, 
let's be honest, he can boot the ball. 64 yards and what was it? Was 64 and a 54, something like that? Those are, those are really good. Some, he had seven punts and with an average of 49 yards, 49.3 yards. That's pretty good. What did Cooney have? What was his average? Actually, his average is 49.2. Was it? With a long, with a long of 55. Well, you yeah. got you to think about what, what size field you're punting on, too. So. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing, too, I mean, that, that one that he booted and Nikeem Johnson kept just going rolled. and going, dropped it to three, yeah. and then it just bounced right out of bounds. Like he got really like, lucky on that bounce, actually. That's what did it. And then the other one rolled. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, think about I mean, he boomed that thing. I mean, Nolan Cooney, he can kick. The thing is, is I don't think he gets as much, uh, you know, height, hang time that yeah. we're used to our punters getting. Really good, though. Uh, like, you see that guy walk out there, and you're like, what the hell's going on? And then he kicks it, and you're like, oh, okay, I see. Oh, that's actually my phone. <laughs> Someone's calling me. <laughs> um, so, all right, well, let's do this, Joe. This time. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. One more time. Fan feedback is brought to us by um, BetOnline.ag. They are powering this podcast. They power armchair media and fan feedback. So, if you can't get in on the, any of the action live this year, go ahead, head over to betonline.ag. Now, remember, you still have all the virtual stuff. We've still got everything hockey. Is hockey still going on? Yes, it is. NBA is still it going on. It almost ended last night. Yeah, true. Um, uh, NBA, college football. we got college basketball in, in late November coming up. So there's plenty to get in on. Um, they're going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season from game spread totals to team player and coach and props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off uh, wagering on win, division, and championship futures right now. Head over to betonline.ag and um, take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Okay, so. Um, the fan feedback for a win, I was n- not super I, – uh, well, let's just put it this way. I thought it was going to be off the chain, as the kids say, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> we, got some, we got some stuff here. Let's start with Facebook. Facebook is, for whatever reason, our stuff doesn't travel on Facebook, so um, we used to get a ton on Facebook, and then it slowed down, and I don't know why. Maybe I don't use it enough, or maybe – who knows? They suck. Anyway, I have problems with Facebook. Uh, Robert on Facebook. This is this is good. I like this. Um, welcome, Sean Tucker. Nice to meet you. Two, with Cisco out, the secondary wasn't tight, but turnovers fixed that. Three, still not a DeVito fan. Fair enough. Neither is my brother-in-law. And four, 40 years later, Dome Sweet Dome. They opened up with a win um, in 1980, and they opened up with a win again, on the renovations in 2020. So, yeah. Look, I understand some fans need to see more from DeVito. I get it. Um, I was texting back and forth with my brother-in-law yesterday during the game, and every time he would talk trash, DeVito would do something that was noteworthy and exceptional. So, um, you know, we have yet to see what he can do with a really, really good offensive line and a really good running game. You know, he had a decent running game last year, but you know, we'll just see. We'll see how they improve, man. I'm not ready to jump off the DeVito train yet. So, right, Joe? What are you doing? Yes. 
He's texting. Tim on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, tech sucks. Improvement on offense because of the running game. Defense has solid. Defense has been solid, but had more juice today, I believe, because they didn't feel like they had to do it all by themselves. Great point. Great way to reopen the dome. Go orange. Yeah, the defense. You know, they with through all the missed tackles. You, you don't get those five turnovers. This game is even if you only get two of them. I think this game's really. Probably, obviously, a whole lot tighter. I think it goes without saying oh, yeah. with the way the run game was going for Georgia Tech. I mean, they did a really good job. We kind of highlighted Gibbs, or Joe highlighted Gibbs in the in the um, preview for Georgia Tech, and he had over 100 yards rushing too, 5.8 yards uh, average per carry. So caught a touchdown. Um, um, that the defense they did what they had to do at the end of the day, and um, thankfully because you know. Could have been, could have been bad. So, yeah. Um, at D Radzitz, huge, huge improvement. Run game, big key to this win, allowing Devito to open up the passing game. Defense, same great, same great as they've been. Uh, hope this opened up confidence for the team, and that's a big one because when we talk about Syracuse, and we talk about you know, a team that looks like they're struggling on offense. This could be huge for just the team in general, but DeVito too. Yeah. And Joe and I talked yesterday after the game and just how poised you, you got to give, even if you don't like DeVito, okay, you got to give the guy credit for being as poised as he is and not getting visibly frustrated or yelling at players, offensive line or who, whoever, you know, yep. and keeping a good attitude about it and going out there and just taking a beating and, and coming back and trying to do it again and, and get better. So this yep. is, this is going to be huge for confidence. And that's, that was kind of my point with the, the bombs. You know, we, we haven't seen DeVito have much success throwing bombs this year. He's either way over or, you know, just completely, you know, he's usually well, yeah. way over. Let's be Anybody honest. Anybody throw one interception? Threw one interception, and, you know, it was an underthrown ball. Into, yeah, it was underthrown, and I think Taj could have been better at playing defense there. But I, you know, he only gets sacked once, and I know I saw him throw the ball away a couple times, but he wasn't rushed as heavily as he had been in the game's past. And I think, obviously, that has something to do with Georgia Tech's defense, but also I think it says something about, you know, our offensive line too. So you see improvements to where – it's not happening throughout the whole game, you know, and that we're actually being able to go in and score off of the turnovers where the defense sets us up in good field position. And obviously those are the things that we needed to shore up and plus many more. But, um, yeah, dude, just as long as we continue to get better week in and week out and I see improvement, um, then I'm then I'm good. As long as I don't see a step backwards, you know, going backwards without any type of, of reason, you know, I can understand injuries and losing people. Then maybe I can see a little bit of that, but as long as we continue to get better, then I'm good. All right. At, I got to throw one of these in here sometimes because it's worth talking about at hag swag one, both teams stink. Cuse just stinks less than Georgia tech. Joe, what do you think? <laughs> oh, well, there's this whole thing where I think sometimes people just don't they're not interested unless you you're like a team is like very very good. You know, they, that's those Syrac- there's people that live in Syracuse but 
are like Miami Hurricane fans or Alabama fans or, you know, it's just one of those things where there's some people out there that just, you know, they need to be cheering for a winning team. And if you're not like a winning, you know, got a chance for a national championship or win an ACC, like an upper echelon team, then people just kind of just disregard you, you know, um, I can understand where he's coming from. <laughs> I do you know too. I, mean? I would I would say just to just to I mean, you know, I'm not jumping on that 100%, but to be honest with you, Georgia Tech's not that great of a team. Now we killed them. Played great. But the real test is going to come, I think, Duke, Wake Forest, Boston College. Those games are at home. We'll have the home field advantage there and we'll just I would like to see what we do there. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit different though cuz Georgia Tech traditionally has been a tough team. I mean, they've been good. For, I mean, I know they had their their little thing where they were had a specific offense, you know, the triple option and everything. Right. And they had good receivers and everything like that. But um, I mean, they're they're looked at as a better team than us, especially when I mean, you look at their recruiting. I know they just changed their offense, and I think that's kind of partly what the deal is. But I'm mean, they're they're getting top twenty five recruiting classes. So you got players. I mean, majority of our players didn't get recruited by Georgia Tech. I'll tell you that. So, uh, I mean, I look at this as because of their situation, it wasn't a huge upset. I know we were underdogs at home, but I don't think it was a huge upset considering their their change of, you know, staff and scheme. But uh, they are looked at as a, as, a, as a upper echelon team that gets top 25 recruiting classes. And there's not at some point they're going to be a player in the ACC. Well, if that's a buy, sell, or hold, I'm holding on that. Okay. Uh, at Oil Cuse, we finally have a freaking running back in tr- uh, Tucker the Trucker that we can that can break a tackle and move the pile. He gets the offense game ball. For Wait, did it really say Tucker the Trucker? Yeah. Yeah. So you stole it from him? No, I didn't steal it. I tweeted that before I ever saw it anywhere. Mm. You want to timestamp it? You can. I don't got the time. Huh? I said I don't yeah. got the time. You don't got the time. You don't even got the time to log on to Twitter, apparently. You bum. You probably haven't even, <laughs> you probably didn't even look through any of these. Um, he gets the <laughs> offensive game ball for uh, Captain Patrick. Defense was huge. Uh, defense was huge. Now, do we, are you all in on Sean Tucker, Joe? I mean, it would seem that you would almost have to be. I mean, this is one I'm willing to jump on right away because we we've, Given, we've given time to other backs. Right. Markenzie Pierre, George Orden. They, they've, they've had the time to do something. Um, Sean Tucker, he's just like more of a natural, he's more finesse, more just natural, like nothing, like you said, nothing fancy. Just, he's just a, he's like a pure running back. So. No, oh, yeah. Gets what he can. No yeah. nonsense. He's uh, low center, center of gravity, low pad level. He's obviously stronger than what he looks. Um, and, uh, I can see a situation where I would put him in there, uh, based, I would, I would try to play off the confidence of this game to two touchdown game, a hundred yard rusher, um, and get him in there and, and make sure that he understands, you know, the blocking, uh, the things that he has to communicate to the offensive line as a running back and, um, then get him comfortable in a position, have Mark Kenzie Pierre know that he's the backup and Juar Jordan, you know, maybe they can put him out there more at like a slot receiver or put him in for pass catching situations, like a traditional third down running back. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I think I'm all in on him. I'd like to be able to settle in on some roles so that people can get comfortable with each yes. other and we're not always switching through, right? Yes, like, finding the men for the job and just letting them do their thing and building off of that. I think that's what I think that's a, it's a huge opportunity to do that with Sean Tucker. I think he's a good I think he's a good quality back. So, yeah, well, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have that many options. We don't have that many options, Joe, but when you're running out of options and you're pulling the guy who at the beginning of the year if everybody plays is slotted in the 5th spot. I mean, and he he comes to the he comes to the top the oh, way he did. Like I, I said, mean, I don't know take what that. the coach said to him. I don't know because you're talking about a guy that probably was coming in expecting not to get carries this year period yeah, right yeah probably fourth on the depth chart right sure. so it's one of those things where i mean look at this opportunity that this guy has oh he's know? taking advantage of it well that's he, what i mean it's, he did last yes, week too on the carries he opportunity had. sometimes people have to wait three four years a red shirt year you know they gotta wait for that just to get an opportunity look this guy's getting an opportunity at a young age in which he didn't think and i mean he could take this and run with it and this guy goes and becomes a thousand yard rusher um, yeah, it's not going to be so easy for Abdul Adams and Jarvin Howard or anybody to come and take that job from him next year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, you know, he debuted last week against Pitt, four four rushes for twenty three yards. Um, so, you know, look, he I'd say he improved. So, at Hub Hubba forty four, defense was top notch as they have been all season. Offense pulled a hundred uh, a one eighty and played as well as the defense has. There's no doubt the defense is D one royalty this year. The offense of today can be too, but will they? Who knows? So, Joe, um, look, I hate to be this guy, but like, I love the optimism there, but you got to look at the competition, and I mean, it's just the way I feel about it, but. Obviously, something to build off of. And like I said, coming into this game, really all I'm looking for is just that little bit of improvement every game. Now, it's going to be hard to improve on what they did uh, yesterday, which is really good. But, you know, still, you can you can look for the little things. And, you know, Tommy DeVito not getting sacked seven times is a start. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> let's, I mean, let's I wouldn't that. say they were really good, to be perfectly honest with you. Like I said, I, it's a situation yeah. where... If the defense doesn't get that touchdown, I mean, you know, if if they end up turning around and it ends up just being a field goal or, I mean, that was just a complete momentum killer. Um, and realistically, I just our defense just kind of took the hearts from Georgia Tech's offense, and that's what happened. Even when every time Georgia Tech came hitting and, and trying to swing and knock us out um, – we would we would make a play and take the ball from them because they were driving on us and we there was times where they're driving on us really with no with no problems whatsoever. <clears throat> Defense won that game, and our offense definitely has to get better all around. And I just hope that our defense continues to do these these things with takeaways and turnovers and stuff because um, I'd hate to run into a game where you know or get to a point where our offense expects it. Or relies on it, yeah. Or, yeah, you can't expect to rely on turnovers from the defense. I mean, yeah. you, you can expect it based off history. You can't rely on it. Well, they've they've you know. squandered they've squandered a lot of opportunities the defense has given them in the first two games. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't remember exactly what, but the UNC game, they were, they were down there and had to settle for two field goals, I think, in the red zone. So, 
or maybe it wasn't both UNC, but they, it's happened twice at least. Yeah. So um, they haven't exactly capitalized on all that stuff either. So you're right; yeah. you can't rely on it. Just anyway. keep, just keep improving. You know, just keep improving. But uh, I'm loving the way the defense looks and the offense. Uh, like we talked about, they so many issues, so many problems, and um, as long as they improve and people start taking their roles you know like I, like we talked about with Tucker as soon as we know Tucker's the guy okay let's get him in there so everyone can get comfortable with each other and that's that's how you build you know that cohesiveness and move forward can't do it when you're switching people out every other play and you don't know who's who and we're just going to play the hot hand cuz they're not all at the same level especially with you know pass blocking and the calls and everything like that so i think they got to figure out who it's going to be and then Get that guy to do it. Uh, at M. Kelly, 1971205. Must be a lot of M. M. Kellys to have to resort to uh, a eight-digit number afterwards. But hey, uh, in my view, the D still looks good and is getting better, especially secondary offense. While it looks like we found a running back for the future, still worrisome, to your point that you just made, Joe. Several big hits, not much consistency. DeVito still looks... Like game, the game is too fast for him. So, um, I could see, I could see a little bit of that he does get that deer in the headlights kind of look sometimes, you Dude, know. So, the amount of times he got <laughs> sacked last year, he never had time for the game to slow down for him. I know it's very true. It's very true, but you know, you got to be able to see what's going on. Like that's how this stuff slows down because you see it through repetition. You have enough time to get in the pocket to where you see these plays and how people react, so therefore you can react faster. If you never have that time, <laughs> it never slows down for you. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, obviously, like you said, with the uh, – I mean, he's probably lacks a little bit of confidence with with everything and his throws because he's had some he's had some pretty atrocious throws and um, – which which boggles my mind why he holds the ball so long sometimes. So, I mean, you got to have the internal clock. It's got to go off at some point. And not only does it have to go off, but you have to at least move. Like staying in the pocket. His only sack was because he stayed in the pocket for too long. He didn't move. He didn't even go in. Yeah, so. but he moved. Yeah, he moved. He got some first downs. You know? He did. He did. When he does that, he does okay. He does okay. You know, right. just like the opposite of Dungy. Like Dungy's like almost run first, and, and DeVito's almost like looks for any opportunity to throw before he decides to take off. And when he does decide to take off, sometimes it's too late. So, but he did a good job um, deciphering the difference. I think at least in that game uh, yep. at Q's Waterboy, new nickname for the defense agents of chaos. Tony white has installed a new aggressiveness and has there ever been a better pairing of scheme and talent with this three, three, five Sean Tucker, number five on the depth chart. And now number one in your hearts. Also, uh, send the ACC Network Extra stream straight to hell. So I heard a lot of people having problems with the stream, oh, that the yeah. audio was really bad. And I don't know where some people were – I don't know where some people were watching and tweeting the game, like what they were watching when they were tweeting the game. But, like, I think it was, like – I think it was Brent Axe. He was, like, three pay- plays behind. You tweet. I'm like, where, what is he watching? He's not there. I would expect those guys to be there, right? I, I mean, everybody else was because I saw the pictures on 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 Twitter. But um, yeah, the the ACC network stream was awful. In fact, when I looked for the ACC stream, I I, I couldn't even it wouldn't even pull up. 
and then the Fox Go um, was said it was unavailable. Like everything was unavailable. So I have I have no idea. When it comes to a game not being on TV, it gets very frustrating last minute because <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, well it's on ESPN and or ACC Network Extra. So you don't like check it. Plus you can't check it before a game, and then. Before you know it, the game's, you know, the game's 20 minutes in or, you know, whatever it was. And you're like, what the hell? I think I got, I got, I got on with like seven minutes left in the, in the first quarter, which I was just ecstatic. Yeah, it would have been worse on. if we would have started on time. But. Yeah, true. With that, that 20 minute delay. Yeah, it was like a 20, 30 it was, minute delay. It was like yeah, almost delay. 30. Yeah. And that was for, and we, and we don't have any information on that, by the way. I looked before we came on. There's still nothing about it. Basically, um, you can get, you can get mm-hmm. the gist of it from the coach's press conference. Basically, they just they had to retest. I mean, it's bottom line. I, I don't know why there's questions about it. They had to retest. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. But they got to play. So, um, yeah. like Coach said, it didn't matter if we were going to start at, you know, um, one o'clock noon or three o'clock or four o'clock. It didn't matter. They got to play, which is exactly yeah. right. So, um, yeah, the Q's water pours point though. I love the defense. And, uh, we talked about how perfectly this, these players kind of fit into the scheme. I think there's times against certain teams where our defensive line does struggle. And, uh, I think our linebackers are getting better every single week. Those guys, I mean, Mikel Jones, Kenton Arku, those guys, they're just flying around. Stephen Thompson, Linton, they're all over the place. Yeah, they they were um, all all four guys you just mentioned were all over the place the whole game. Yeah. And then you see, you know, even when those guys get tired, you got the leap Pogba and Marlo Waxes that come in and I saw a couple solid tackles from those guys as well. So um I'm our linebacker group and I mean <laughs> for the next couple of years, those guys, I mean, it's gonna be a pretty good group and same thing with defensive backs, uh, especially seeing a, a game like this where Cisco's out, where you got Mel Fuanu and, and Trill Williams are the juniors, uh, and everyone else is either, I think, a redshirt sophomore or, or, or lower. Like we talked about, Robert Hanna, true freshman. Um, I think Jihad Carter, I think he's like a redshirt freshman. Garrett Williams, redshirt freshman. I mean, all these guys in here making plays are, are going to be here for another you know, three years. So yeah, which, that's promising. It's going to be interesting to watch. <laughs> and they rotate sure. them great too. I mean, they rotate through there. You're going to be able to have so much depth there. And in two years, it's going to be, you know, be a whole nother ball game. Well, you see, you look at their linebackers in your, and their D backs and you understand now why they went so heavy on offense and defensive line in this recruiting cycle this year. So, and a right. lot of times too, as, as coaches, you got to look to see how deep, cause those, you can have rankings and you can have this, this, and that, but there's certain positions that are deeper than others as far as recruiting in high school. So some years the offensive lines or linemen are abundant in three stars this this year would have been four stars next year if they weren't as good. So um can only hope for the best, but yeah, you see those linebackers and defensive backs and you now you understand why they spent so many scholarships on the, the interior line. Yeah, well yeah. It's needed. So I think next year is going to be something, you know, we're going to start to see a whole lot of improvement there. And, you know, when we talked, you know, I hate to be a dead horse, but we said four to five years. So here we are, what, year five? Is that right? Is it five already? Yeah, it is. No, it's four to five years without really knowing what the coaching, what's going to happen with coaching changes and everything like that as well, well right. right? I mean, because I thought that our offense was pretty solid 
until, uh, you know, obviously Dungy leaving, but then us losing the offense coordinator the same year. Right. Then sometimes, you know, now you're, you're bringing somebody else up who hasn't been a coordinator before. And sometimes it always just doesn't work out the, the best. So there's reasons why things happen. Exactly. So, all right, Joe, anything else? Wrap it up. Good. Um, look, we will not be back again this week unless something extraordinary happens where it's worth coming on. So um, maybe what we'll do is suggested by Q's Waterboy. He gave me an idea. We are we are able to live stream from the YouTube page, and maybe we'll do a halftime against Duke when we come back. We'll have to do a dry run and figure it out, but that would be fun too, I think, to get you guys in on um, if we can. So if I can figure it out. I'm surprised I've figured out everything that I've got figured out now. So <laughs> anything else is a bonus, I guess. So anyways, uh, thank you, betonline.ag. Thank you, Manscaped. Thanks to James on guitar. Thank you to all of you for listening. As always, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.